0: Everyone, and welcome back to Make Believe Storytime. My name is Beatrice and today we have another very special interview for you. With this episode we will conclude our first season of the What Do You Want To Be When You Grow Up series. This one hour series finale special is packed full of wisdom, life lessons and career tips. Today's guest is an award-winning makeup artist specialized in special effects makeup for TV and film, a trained plebotomist, a business owner, and a published author. Gabriela Heath patiently talks me through how she found herself on all these paths, whilst also sharing some extremely valuable information and tips about these career paths. This interview was recorded in June 2021. Hi, Gabriella, Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm super excited to have you here and very grateful that I get to pick your brain. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me. It's a true pleasure. <laughs> um, awesome. So I don't even know where to start. As I've said to you before, you are an award-winning makeup artist specializing in special effects makeup for TV and film, a trained phlebotomist, a business owner and a published author. So where do we even begin? <laughs>
1: Oh it's um, a long very long story.
0: <laughs> very <laughs> long story. I was thinking maybe we start in sort of chronological order I guess and start with your makeup um artist career first. Right? So um
1: I've got into makeup here in UK but I was already doing makeup back home. So my mum was a hairdresser. And very often she would ask me to do makeup on her brides because she mm-hmm. always found me more artistic than she was. So that was back into the, in, 90, in the 90s. Wow. So it goes that far back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I done my fa- first haircut on a friend and I was, I must've been like 12 or 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to cut hair and my dear my dear cousin used to be my my subject a lot of time, so he used to get the most wicked haircuts for for that time, so whatever I would see on a telly that he was in fashion, I would say, right, you gotta come, i gotta try it out
0: so yeah, he got a lot of of freebies a freebies yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's the best thing <laughs> and uh, I
1: think my first um I got into SFX makeup by, uh, by learn- learning by myself, and it started the same back in Romania, when wow. I had a very good neighbor living in the opposite flat, and um, he got beaten, I don't know, he got in some trouble, and uh, he, he got in a fight, mm-hmm. and following day, he was having a date with a girl. And he came to me and said, you're crafty with makeup and all that. Can you sort out my face? So um, I'm like, sure. So let's do a camouflage makeup. So I done a camouflage makeup on him. So this was back in, I think in 2010. Mm -hmm. No, 2009, something Mm -hmm. like that, around there. And um, uh, I I covered his bruises. So he had a successful date. And that's when I kind of started into looking knowing more about camouflage makeup and knowing more in about how to cover certain skin conditions and certain problems in making people feeling comfortable in in their skin. And at that time, the only information I would find out about this kind of makeup, it was that Red Cross was doing a training in teaching people how to apply camouflage makeup. But in Romania, lots of people didn't know about it. Mm. so that's kind of raised my interest and when I came back to UK with my family I went to the library and I asked uh, I was interested in deserology in makeup for for the departed people you know
0: right yes
1: because I already had knowledge into beauty I was already in a beauty industry uh here in UK and I was doing I was a qualified nail technician I was a qualified spray therapist uh, I done uh, a qualification into into uh, I think it was beauty level two or something like that. So I was already offering a lot of services, and I said I said this would be a nice thing to do in getting getting you know uh, somebody who died getting ready for the family, mm. so they still look beautiful and yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. and the last image what the family gets is something what rem- rem- they remember forever. Mm. But um, I went to the library and people looked at me like I'm crazy that I'm, look- I'm-, I'm looking for these books. Yeah. They didn't know what this is. So it was this <laughs> lady who said to me, oh, I don't know what this is, but I got this special effects makeup book. And it was, I think, a stage makeup book. Uh, how was it called? It was by ya- Yanis Vinta, special effects makeup for film and theater. Mm-hmm. And it was another one by Richard Korsberg. Uh, course so I think it was stage makeup something like that so Mm -hmm. I took Yanni's book home and um they actually got it in for another from another library to this library and I was only available they could only have it for three days
0: oh so I had
1: I had to photograph the entire book so I can read it at a later date because I had to take it back yeah and from there I found out more about about products about materials so i already had a good grounding for it a good base to start because i used to do ceramics so i'm trained i'm I'm trained in ceramics i i come i i studied fine arts back back in romania
0: i was going to touch on that actually sorry to stop you but i also (laughs) i also saw uh on online that you went to uh what i think what we would call a vocational school which is what i went to as well uh, but I studied music, and I didn't study. I didn't study fine arts, but it was in a similar, similar school. So I was, you know, going yeah. To so school. back back then, it was like, uh, like the fine arts high school.
1: Today they yeah. call it college. So because they changed yeah. the level of teaching, I suppose. I mean, a lot yeah. of things changed since then. So um, I worked back home as an art teacher. So I, I had this good base in molding, sculpting, molding, and and running molds. It's just that there were. It was the same knowledge, but in different materials, and mm-hmm. that was my biggest issue in finding out what materials are suitable for what and how to use them. And um, I couldn't find a lot of information. I wasn't—I didn't have much knowledge in how to use the internet either, so oh. it was all new to me. I mean, I had my first phone when I was twenty-five. Come on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it, it was difficult, so I. The person, the people who helped me, it was other artists on who I came across on Facebook, and uh, one in particular was Tony Mandel, mm-hmm. and he prompted me in a lot, in a lot of directions in finding materials and find uh, learning techniques and all that. And he had a tremendous patience with me because I used to annoy him an awful lot. <laughs> and then he sent me to Stuart Bray, so that's how I met Stuart Bray and we become friends. And uh, now I'm annoying Stuart Bray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I studied with Stuart Bray SFX ma- uh, makeup, actually uh, trauma makeup. And mm-hmm. then from Stuart Bray, I went and I studied with Kazuhiro Tsuji. I studied aging intensive, but I got into film well before I even
0: in, even studied with them. So right. it was- So tell us about that. I'm curious how you got into into film, yeah. So I I kind of done- Everything opposite than what you would expect it to be. Mm. So
1: uh, I got into film. I, I I was searching something on Facebook and I seen this uh, advert that they were looking for a makeup artist for a student film. Mm-hmm. And I applied and I explained that, that uh, okay, I've been doing makeup and I've been, I'm self-taught uh, SFX makeup artist. And I showed them my past work and they gave me a chance. And I went and I done this film and they were pleased with my work and one of the actors uh on that film uh he said to me that uh pete yeah it was peter i, mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name he was pete his name was peter and he had this amazing sort of a godlike look you know with a long beard and long hair and he was so beautiful that you can stare at him for forever and that <laughs> you know the calm face well you you he, he's he's amazing Peter and he said to me and I said you know you could join our our, our group we have a group and we do these fantasy photo shoots and so we meet like once or twice a month and you can you can do whatever you want as makeup and you can get professional pictures and you're working with professional models and it would be perfect for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, tell, tell me more, tell me more. And I, that's how I, I got into this group. And it, the group was called Portrait Acts. And I think that is still going on today. Mm-hmm. And um, they, it was just amazing. We were getting together. It was like probably 30 of us, like makeup right. artists, models. Photographers and we would choose a subject for 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 that day, something based on a fantasy story. I know, they were like dragons, fairies, uh, witches, or uh, anything you can think of, based on a legend of Olympus, uh, based on legends from the sea, or mm-hmm. God knows whatever whatever would came to mind. And we we commonly decided that that's a good subject and we we, we can do that. Then we would pull it off. So obviously everybody would invest times materials products into this thing and everybody would get something out of it and the fact that you could work with numerous photographers and different models at the same time and it cost you nothing a part of your time and you know some materials from the kids yeah, yeah it, it was amazing so I done that I done that for a few for a few years so that helped me building up a portfolio and once i built up a portfolio and i showed i show i was able to show the what i'm capable of and uh, you know things things what i couldn't do then i i started to to get jobs so i would get jobs like in photo shoots or commercials but my fir- my first film was a student film and that's how it started
0: yeah, and then in parallel, in parallel, I guess you started working with the people that you were talking about earlier as well and studying with them and kind of learning more about Yeah, Yes, so makeup, it, right? it all starts with one person. You need yeah. one person to create a network, and then one person
1: introduces you to another person, and another person to another person. And like this, suddenly you have an amazing network of people who you know.
0: and people Amazing. That's amazing.
1: Some people are very loyal, and they will come back to you with other projects. Yeah. So I, I was very lucky. I met, I met very loyal people.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's extraordinary to, to think that you started completely as self-taught, like you said, and then you ended up, you know, studying with more people and learning more, but also learning on the job. I think that's, you know, that's incredible. And to think it's so interesting because we never think I guess when we are younger some of the things that we learn like you were saying that you had a background in ceramics and then you were around your mum and learn how to do hair and makeup just because you kind of fell into it and then the both the two of them combined to then you know give you this amazing thing that you're doing you know my mum back back back
1: in the days when my mum was trying to push me to learn hair I was like, I don't want to be a hairdresser like you. Oh, come on, you know, I don't want to do this. Why are you putting me to do this? And then she would say, Yeah, but your neighbor is more interested in this job than you. Why can't you learn it? So I, you know, she was like a bit disappointed yeah. that I didn't want to, that I didn't want to follow her path yeah. into into doing you know what she loves to do. And it turned out that I'm doing exactly what she <laughs> used to do. Yeah, and everything I learned from her. I'm using it today. Absolutely everything what I learned to, from my mom, yeah. I'm using today. That's I mean, without the skills what I picked up from her, I, I, I probably wouldn't be successful.
0: Mm, that's incredible.
1: But also the ceramics and and the, the skills uh, I learned by doing fine arts and the mm. knowledge I got by teaching fine arts, they did help a awful lot. Because lots of books here and lots of 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 the courses here, they don't teach you color theory. The color theory, the say? color theory. Oh, right. Also, a uh, lot of courses. I'm lucky that I have a beautician background because a lot of courses they don't teach you contraindications to makeup. Yeah.
0: To makeup, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, or skin conditions and how to recognize certain things, uh, a level of of uh, sanitization. and disinfection so i i was quite lucky that i didn't go straight into makeup that i i chose to do a lot of other little things before i entered the 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 film industry and you will be amazed how all of them they connect together you know it's just like paint by connecting dots and all that knowledge I, i mean all the knowledge from beauty fine arts ceramics sculpting molding everything you use it in in hair and makeup
0: yeah 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 absolutely that's that's incredible um i was wondering if now for our younger listeners who may not know exactly what a makeup artist does on a tv or film set if you could maybe break it down a little bit like what would be your you know one day for example in the life of a, of a makeup artist on a tv or film set right
1: a makeup artist on 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 a, on a film or television show, but it can cover a whole range of makeup. So from from applying, from making the the actor looking like he has no makeup, but mm-hmm. he's actually makeup on, or uh, getting them looking like camera ready. So making them look look pretty mm-hmm. and beautiful in front of the camera, or turning them into into aged. Mm-hmm. old people or turning them into monsters or looking at their worst or or ripping them apart practically <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like all wounds limbs missing uh distortion bodies and mm-hmm. s- making them look looking like they have a skin condition so we we practically uh bring the vision of the director to the screen yeah with the help of a, a awful
0: lot of other crew <laughs> other people and crew yeah yes yeah, exactly
1: absolutely. so it's it's all all about the teamwork yeah yeah so it's we work alongside costume we work alongside directors uh, great actors sound people lighting lighting very important we we, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't be able to to bring our work to look so beautiful on, on a screen without the proper light and sound yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, just a little, I guess, a personal uh, curiosity. <laughs> do you also, because I've seen that you also do hair sometimes. Um, yes. Not just makeup, right? Yeah, I do hair and makeup. I guess you do both, or do you just, for example, for one particular project, you'll just do one and then the other? If that uh,
1: makes sense, I, what do you do. It, it. was times when I was required on set just to do hair or just yeah. to do makeup. Um, I find that the industry prefers if a makeup artist has knowledge in doing hair and barbering as well. Okay. So you you are much more employable if you have these skills as well because they don't like to hire additional people. Um. However, is if if the makeup is very intricate and it takes uh, quite a bit of a time, then they will hire an additional hairstylist or mm-hmm. a wig master or something like that. But if uh, if the makeup artist can handle it, then they they will take you as a hairstylist as well. So you will well, do you will do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, very good to be to to have uh, a multitude of, of skills on set because that, that will give you more chances for getting more work
0: yeah more diver,
1: diverse work and more
0: diverse projects yeah and it, that this brings back the argument which I really love and I've been thinking about a lot recently which is that most of the people in our industry are so multi-skilled and multi like they've got so many you skills you would be they amazed do. We'll come to that in a minute. I've just got one other question before that because um, I really want to touch on that because I think that's that's really important um, and it's an important feature of our industry uh, what you were touching on now. But before that, I was wondering what's a really fun project you worked on um, as an SFX makeup artist, like one that springs to mind, something really fun and exciting? Oh gosh, I think it was
1: uh, working with Twist and Pulse. Okay. Uh, We were doing. um, It was a film promotion Mm -hmm. for uh, Uncle Drew, and uh, I had to turn one of the Tristan Pulse um, um, members into an old person. Oh, okay. So that that was really funny. It it took a bit of a time. It I it was me and other. Other two makeup artists, part of my team. Mm-hmm. And we turned Ashley into, I think I aged him 50 years. Wow. So I applied the bald <laughs> cap. I applied the bald cap on him. He had a beard and a mustache. And he, uh, on the top of the bald cap, I applied again, I hand laid hair. So he looked like he, he was going bald. Bold, and he, yeah. would have, he would have hair like on the sides and a few mm-hmm. strands brushed across, so like very classic <laughs> look and they went in a park mm-hmm. so he he pretended he, he was doing the walk of an old person and he went into this park and there was a lot of youngsters mm-hmm. and and the other member of, of of the of the Twist and Pulse he started to break dance and uh, then Ashley as an old person, he started to break dance and everybody oh. thought like, hold on a minute, like this yeah. is a quite old person, granddad looking, you know, that he started to break dance and yeah, and then he kind of revealed it to the people, like, hold on, it's actually is Ashley by yeah. ripping his ball cap apart and pull, pulling the whole thing off. Amazing. So that was that was a really fun project by um uh, and we
0: were advertising the film uh, Uncle mm-hmm. Drew. Right. Um. I wondered if there's also just if one springs to mind really like a really challenging project that you had.
1: I think is the time when I done another promo, and it was for uh, the Walking Dead,
0: mm. the Walking Dead
1: series. Yeah. Um, I think it was. It must have been like fifty of us, fifty makeup artists. Wow. Uh, And I was assigned to do the barnacle zombies. And I think we started like 10 o'clock in the night and 200, uh, no, there were a hundred zombies while we were launching launching into London by five o'clock in the morning. Wow. So we had to apply prosthetic on a lot of people. And then at five o'clock in the morning, we would release them. And they went into central London. They went to South Bank. They went on a tube. They went in an awful lot of places. So people, when they would go to work, you know, and they would expect, oh, it's just another day of work. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: They would have zombies jumping out of them from behind the corner. <laughs> on a tube, there would be like a carriage full of zombies or zombies would come down on, on the stairs of the tube and on an escalator. Amazing. And and I it got such a good coverage. So we were celebrating the hundred episode of of the walking dead and i think i i done we done another one for the series i think it was series six
0: mm-hmm.
1: if i remember well and it was events to scare who who hosted it right so i i was quite uh, i was quite lucky to to be picked and be part of that and um I was one of the lucky ones that I didn't have to interview for the job either because I I worked previously with them on a, the Dead Factor that was very funny as well. Uh, Death Factor it was based on X Factor by making a mockery of it oh,
0: with zombies wow. uh-huh.
1: and it got aired on Fox. Uh-huh. And Amazing. It was first time when I was asked to do bad makeup, and all this time you are you are used to cover cover your traces so so you trick the audience in thinking that is not makeup Mm -hmm. and suddenly you have to do the opposite and making something look with badly applied yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that was the most challenging because it gets in you get into a routine like right i gotta cover this piece edges Mm -hmm. i gotta do a good color match so it blends very well with the skin and now you're asked to do exactly the opposite—that you have to create this makeup and to look like it was badly applied and it was actually done by the actor or the per- person who's playing that character.
0: And That's amazing.
1: I had to apply—I had to apply um, rice krispies and jam, jam <laughs> to someone's face. <laughs> Oh my god! And I was—I, you know, I was thinking, I, was like, I can't apply this to this person's face. You know, it's not right. And the, but then the producer said, "That's exactly what we want. We want the rice krispies glued to this person's face because it's supposed to look like he'd done it in... himself." Right,
0: but said, are rice krispies?" And I said, "Yes, your rice krispies." <laughs> amazing that sounds like a that sounds like a very fun job again I think it's it must be fun in your field like you you get to do a lot of really cool stuff
1: but sometimes we do actually use things which you can find in a kitchen so if 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 it is something what especially when you've got to create something what go the actor needs to take it orally so you might need to create something where it goes inside of his mouth so you want something but it tastes nice Uh
0: so like something like blood for example like if they have to have blood coming out of their mouth say as an example yes it has to
1: be mouth safe or it has to be eyes you know safe for the eyes Mm -hmm. um i used a lot of things from my own kitchen to be honest in, in creating makeup like uh Recently, I done a makeup which was supposed to look like acne and I used uh, polenta and samolina. Oh, wow. Other um, times, um, if you want to do, for example, a grazed knee, it's uh, I can use coffee granules in, in creating granules like it would be dirt and I can mix it with, with the blood. so. You can pull off a lot a lot of things by using stuff from your from your own kitchen
0: that's great that sounds amazing i was wondering if now we could talk a little bit more about what we started earlier to talk about which was you know uh the fact that most people in our industry work doing multiple jobs uh, or have multiple career paths they that they have to juggle just as you said and obviously this seems to be your case too so i wondered if you could tell us a bit about what you do on the side from being a makeup artist and what made you choose those ventures or those paths
1: well kind of life threw me in different directions sometimes I had to do things not because I wanted to do them but because I had to do them Uh, it's it's hard when you you're in an industry which in which you work sometimes 12 hours or longer hours on set and you have a family as well to to look after and to provide for so I was quite lucky that my my husband he always had some sort of a flexible work schedule and he Mm. was able to be there when I needed him to be there and he supported me very much in in what I do because I don't know who else you would
0: put up with me honestly (laughs) (laughs) but that's Um, amazing to hear stories like that
1: um, well like I said I start when I moved to UK a lot of my qualifications wasn't recognized and Mm. I went and I worked as a cleaner for a few years, then when I had my son, I worked as a dinner lady in 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 a in a school. Then I um. Uh, then I decided when I realized that after spending twenty years in studying and everything I know values nothing. I said I I need to retrain. I need I need to do something which which is 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 accepted here to the standards of living here. So that's when I decided to go into into beauty mm-hmm. and uh then i volunteered i volunteered for St John's ambulance and I worked with them for about three years as a first responder. Wow, then my husband opened a business in into in electrical uh, um, he he was an he's an i t consultant and he's been an i t consultant for the last thirty years. Uh, so he would do electronic repairs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like uh, laptops, printers, phones, tablets, Macs, and any anything. So uh, I learned to fix devices and to change screens, and I've been doing that for the last seven years, Amazing. alongside my makeup job. And then uh, during pandemic, I I realized that again, I I realized that. Where, like everything is shut down and now what, what are my chances mm-hmm. of, of getting a job that you know i need to get out and do something we opened two we opened about four years ago we opened two shops in electronic repairs yeah and uh we, we were working in that alongside my makeup job mm-hmm. so i i was always having jobs that whatever i do i can go in work as a makeup artist. And when I don't have work as a makeup artist, I go back to lots of other things. Yeah. So um, d- during the lockdown, and in the first lockdown, because everything was closed down, that's when I um, I decided that, right, I need to do something. And the only places where you can work is either you go and work in Tesco, or Sainsbury's, or you work in a hospital and stocking shelves it just did not sound good for me as <laughs> i'm not on stock shelves is it's not something more more exciting me in doing and i i said it's not i'm i'm the type of person who you i i need a bit of a mental action yeah <laughs> You know, yep. something to excite my neurons Absolutely. first and so then i can you're a creative person person as
0: well you're a creative person as well and you need that sort of stimulation i think
1: (laughs) So that's when i decided i said right i'm gonna go medical and i discovered well i knew about plebotomy from the beauty side side of it yeah you know and i said well I would do a plebotomy course and I said, this is interesting. And you learn more about blood. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm already working with blood, or you can learn the real stuff. So I trained as a plebotomist and then a few months later my own GP took me up to work for him.
0: Wow. That's
1: great. And it was amazing. So um, I worked with, I worked for him as a plebotomist for Probably two and a half months, and after that I opened my own business as a mobile phlebotomist, offering uh, services for the community in my area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, after that, I trained into COVID vaccination and uh, COVID testing, and I done COVID. I done a COVID supervisor film um, training for Film and TV. So uh, now I can do COVID testing on set.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh, online, and I thought that's so good because it makes a lot of sense for you to also keep working in the industry but have another. Yes, exactly. Role. So if I if I don't do makeup, I am I'm, I'm still there on a film set, but on another yeah. on another position. And I also think so amazing, for me as well, so inspiring to hear the amount of jobs that you've done and, and, you know, the, the kind of the path that you were on, it's great. I mean, uh, as somebody who's also moved, you know, to another country, who's come from Romania, it's just so inspiring to to hear your trajectory because I think I've gone through that myself. I've still got a long way to go. And it's so nice to see that, you know, it's all worth it. Cause look, you've got all these things and you're juggling them and you're doing such a great job. And yeah it's just very inspiring <laughs> it
1: all looks great from outside but when you're inside you you're thinking like oh tomorrow what's gonna be tomorrow What yeah are tomorrow? like yeah. you never know you never know where you are yeah yeah uh, absolutely i mean things due to the pandemic it's so so many things happened and so many things being thrown in a mm. in a different direction than than you expected yeah. And it made everything more 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 tougher. Yeah. But it's it's all about not giving up. Exactly.
0: exactly. It's all about and, not giving up. And hearing stories that inspire us, I think, is essential and very important because it makes us feel like, do you know what? If that person can go through that and still manages to however they do it, but they still manage to to do it and keep going, then I can do that too. At least for me that seems to to work. It makes me feel great when I hear inspirational stories. got a bit of a fun section now this one i i call this or that and you can only answer by choosing one of the two options without giving any explanation okay okay so do you prefer working in film or tv film okay zombies or ghosts zombies either way i'm <laughs> um, period or futuristic hairstyles Period. And when it comes to SFX makeup, less is more or more is more? Less is more. Always. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Great. I also wanted to ask you about or to talk to you about your book. For those who are listening, the book is called um, An Introduction to Special Effects Makeup for TV and Film. And it's been published so far only in Romanian, right? But yes. I know that you're you're planning on public uh, releasing it in English as well. Yeah, um, I'm working on it of <laughs> it <laughs> And I was just wondering how this whole venture came about and um if you can also um tell us uh what the book covers and where it can be found, there may be some people who may be interested in purchasing it. right. The book can be found on blurp
1: uh, <laughs> and blurp is an international website so it covers awful lot of lot of countries. Mm-hmm. or uh, so you can you can buy it there in in a print version mm-hmm. and then you can get the digital uh, version on apple books
0: hi everyone i had to jump in and quickly say that since the recording of this interview gabriella has published her book in english as well under the same title and it can also be purchased on amazon i practice
1: i was down with covid when the when this thing came came to me we were down with covid and um, we stayed awful lot of a lot in bed i mean we we couldn't get ourselves together even when we felt better it was just the exhaustion of it you just couldn't you could I, i i couldn't get out of bed so um when i was succeeding to get out of bed and go downstairs and and cook a meal. After about an an hour I I would be back in bed. So I think I I think I spent about two months in bed.
0: Two months?
1: Two months. I also broke my cartilage. Uh I think because I I was my my body got so weak. Yeah. Regardless that I'm not a I'm not a thin person and I'm I'm not fit either. I never broke a bone in my body ever. Um, I think my knee gave in Mm. because when when, when I had COVID, I'll be honest, I couldn't stand. So I was crawling. I was crawling up the stairs. I was crawling down the stairs. I would hold onto the banisters to straighten myself up. And because I'm the only one in the house who cooks, so I had friends. I don't have any relative here, so I had some friends who've been cooking for me and doing my shopping, but then I was embarrassed to ask for more help. So I said I have to get myself together somehow, and and do it by myself. And I was crawling, so my knee gave in. in in, in May, my gate, my knee gave in, and I broke my cartilage. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't walk for some period of time.
0: Was this, in, this was in twenty twenty, right?
1: This was in twenty twenty, and staying in bed for so long. Obviously, I used everything what I could use. Watch on Netflix. <laughs> I ran out of anything, of everything. And I said to my husband, and I said, I wanted to do this from so long, and said, I'm going to write a book. They were like, What are you on about? I said, I'm going to write a book about makeup. And I said, I noticed that in Romania there are not so many much standards. Yeah. And I said, and I I want to create some standards for makeup. Amazing. And and I want to teach people that there are much more other products out there than latex. Yeah, and uh, that's how how that's how it came to me, and that's when I started doing it. So it took me, it took me a year to get it to get it out there, and I done it all by myself.
0: Amazing!
1: So it's self published. It is self published. Yes, wow. and uh, the book covers. Uh, I was trying. To make it for for beginners, but to cover kind of everything, everything what it, what a beginner should know, and to start working without going into actually molding things or yeah. sculpting, sculpting like sculpting pieces. Yeah. So it covers. It tells you about. Um, it tells you about color theory. It tells you about contraindications to make up. It teaches you how to patch test. I found it that a lot of people don't tell you how to patch test. And that is so important because you put in somebody else's life in danger, but not by patch testing. Um, It tells you about certain diseases, how to recognize them, what what to do in case that you have somebody with a contraindication, how how to act and remain professional. it was about how to wash your brushes. Um, then I went into how to build your kit. Don't throw yourself in suddenly buying the most big brands and the most expensive things. And it takes time to build a kit, and you can do it smartly. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I did cover a range of materials like starting wax, latex, gelatin, uh, silicone. Uh, then going a little bit into prosthetics and character makeup and I'm explaining a bit I, I was trying to explain people like it's not like right this this is a silicon and this is what you do with it you know I was trying to explain the, how it came about and how did it got into film mm-hmm. and uh, then from there taking it so you can understand the the process and the information how 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 this material how we got to use it yeah so and what's
0: it, what yeah, yeah it, what exactly what is it's purpose.
1: purpose yeah what is its purpose mm-hmm. and why we prefer it compared to other products other products yeah and um <clears throat> then i kind of finished my book with um, explaining how to become a makeup artist and kind of what is required from you on a set and what level of behavior is acceptable mm-hmm. on set? Mm-hmm. And a lot of information in this book is
0: schools don't teach you.
1: Is everything what I experienced on my own skin,
0: and what I learned by by working in the industry? And that's so valuable. That is so valuable. Honestly, even as an actor, I you know I was very lucky because the course that I did. Was very much um, pushing in that direction of, you know, when you leave, what are you going to do when you leave? You know, are you going to make your own work? Are you going to start your own company? How can you be proactive? And they were great at encouraging us, really. But um, even so, I found myself in the industry feeling constantly like I was in a dark tunnel with my eyes closed touching the walls to find out you know where am I going I still feel like that now yeah me too (laughs) and I've been in the industry for quite some time that's Um, what I'm saying so I think it's great that you know you've you've uh, with everything that you've explained about the book that you've given you know uh, people who are starting out a, a kind of like a kit you know in a nutshell how can you start how can you you know what's the what are the first few steps that you can take and then from there on to try and and figure it out (laughs) you you know
1: there are two you will find in an industry that sometimes people are clicky and they will not share they will not give you advice You know, I was very lucky that the people who I met they were willing to share in their knowledge they were willing to share in so much with me like you know is no money in the world to pay for that? Yeah. And I've done an awful lot of courses, and every year I try to keep to keep up by training more and learning new things and staying on the top of my, you know, keeping my my skills in in check. Um, how should I say that? What I tried to incorporate in in, in a book. You might think that SFX books or makeup books, like, oh my God, they're so expensive, but you never realize that how long it took that author, or that actor, or, or or that artist, to get that information or to learn that skill about what is talking in this book. Yeah, yeah, and, and people should value this, you know, yeah. because we it 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 takes a lot of time. It. it it took us money to, to you know, to pay for our kids. It took us money to train, it, you know. And
0: it's it's an amazing thing to then to then want to to share it with the next generation to give them an easier or a slightly easier start than maybe what you had because, like you said, it was very difficult to even gather information when you started and to find exactly. out where to where to even take your first steps within the industry. Um, And that's great. And I really do hope that if there are any young people or anybody who's starting out listening to this, that they'll they'll go and have a look and purchase your book and and start from there. (laughs) Um, One other question, uh, which I tend to ask all of my guests on this series, um, and I'll tell you why first. Basically, there is a reoccurring theme in these interviews. and that's that's the idea that young people shouldn't be pressured into choosing a path too early on before they really know what they want to do so I was wondering what would be one thing that you would say to your younger self with regards to choosing a career path I would say listen to your mom your mom knows
1: (laughs) best. I said listen to your mom I wish I listened to my mom she's no longer with us now Mm. so i wish i wish i listened to her because she was so right you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree it never does yeah. um regarding makeup i would say practice practice a lot and don't give up no matter what anyone says to you you know it you might and even if it does if that makeup does, if you don't like it if it doesn't look all right to you there will be other people who like it. So con continue doing it, continue practicing and don't don't give up.
0: Yeah. That's really and important. make sure you learn
1: and make sure you learn color color theory.
0: <laughs> color theory. <laughs> Amazing. Gabriela, thank you so so much for your time. It is so valuable and and I am beyond grateful really for you sharing with me and then with our listeners all of your experiences and your journey. And there's something I think so valuable about us sharing our story and you know, speaking our truth as people say nowadays. Because I think, you know, you listen to somebody talking about their story, and even if you may not a hundred percent resonate with them, I think there is always something we can learn from somebody and like you, know, you said
1: if, if I wouldn't have listened to my mom the thing where I wanted to be it was a waitress wow <laughs> it's not not there is anything bad with being a waitress it's yeah just, yeah no. it, my, my uncle used to run a chain of restaurants and I mm. thought that his job is so amazing and then my uncle said you're not cut out to be a waitress and I said if you would work for any restaurant the restaurant would shut down <laughs> <laughs> it's a, with your type of a, how fiery and short fuse you have its a you will <laughs> the waitress and waiting on people is definitely not for you and he was right and my mom was right
0: amazing yeah so yeah. it's
1: it's de- definitely I said de- definitely you must think think like this that. You might know your parents or think that you know your parents. Well, you're 18. Let's say you're 20. You know your parents from 20 years. Mm-hmm. By reality, you know them probably from 15. Mm-hmm. What was the earliest memory. But your parents know you all your life. Yeah. So your parents will know you better than you know yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: so i think i think that a lot of parents push push their children hard i push my children hard because my parents pushed me hard because they wanted me they they were working class and they wanted me to be better than them to achieve more than they achieved and now i want my kids to be better than me and Mm -hmm. to achieve more than i achieved i I don't really care what they choose to be. I just want them to be better than what
0: we are. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's how most of us work, isn't it? That's the mentality. We want to keep pushing forward. I don't know. Maybe it's the Romanian mentality. But... Could be. Could be. But I think, I think, no, I think in general, uh, I found that regardless of culture, that there is, in, in the human condition, there is that wish to strive for more. And to do more and to achieve more and to and um and I think that's a an absolutely normal and understandable thing, you know, to want more for your family. I've come to the end of my list of questions. Um, so I'm just gonna say again, I'm very grateful and thankful for your time. And um I really appreciate um you know you sharing your story with us and I found it extremely inspiring so I can only hope that it's going to be the same for our listeners and I'm I'm pretty sure it will be
1: well I'm very happy that you chose to interview me I think I'm I've, lots of times I think I'm so ordinary <laughs> you know and that I must be boring <laughs>
0: no because I don't
1: <laughs> because I have my fingers dipped in so many waters <laughs> and I'm yeah. And I'm doing so many things sometimes that sometimes there's no time for having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think that, I oh, it must be boring for other
0: people. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. And and uh, as I, I think I've mentioned before, uh, most of the guests I've had on here um, have uh, been very similar to you in, in this one respect, which is they've got their fingers in... You know, in loads of pies. <laughs> um, and but that's that's, you know, everybody I talk to, they say the same thing. They say, you know, these skills are so important and and we can use them. You know, we can try trans- there's transferable skills. I was speaking um, in one of my interviews with uh, with somebody who works in the voluntary sector, but he started off in theatre. He did. He did like um, uh, what is it called? Community theatre and applied theatre, and that's what he started. And then he through that he went into the voluntary sector. But he said, you know, the knowledge I have from doing drama and acting and being on stage and being able to talk to people and being able to level with people, it's it's not something I could have you know learned anywhere else. And and I've taken it with me, and it's very valuable. And I think of that every you know almost every day or whatever. I'm using those skills. So I think if anything, that's what I'm, uh, it's something that's been revealed to me through this, these interviews. And I, I, it's something that I really want to share with the young people listening, which is, you know, sometimes this idea that, you know, you've got to have one thing and you've got to be, you know, perfect at that one thing. I, I don't know whether that's, that's realistic. I think really having this life experience and doing all of these things and all of these jobs and having all these skills that you've learned over the years can actually can actually make life more interesting and and make you I think around a person and and that life experience like you were saying earlier is invaluable there's not enough you know there's no not not enough money in the world to pay for that that experience and and how that makes you know that that completes you as a human being um so you are not boring in any way don't worry (laughs) (laughs) i i find you and what you do fascinating and i can't wait to work with you as an actor i want you to make me oh i can't wait to be
1: on set with you that would be so amazing you know um i must say that uh in uh in the late 90s it was 96 I think I studied with the great master Vasile Mm Popnegristiano I was his student and at the time because of the system was so corrupt I didn't got into the art academy and I don't regret it now (laughs) I don't regret it one bit Uh, my mom was asked to bribe my mom was asked to bribe back then and my mom refused refused and uh that's when I realized that, oh, I have to do something else than just art. I have to I have to gather more skills and be good at other things than just art. But he used to say, Vasile Popnegristian used to say to me that perfection doesn't exist, but then neither us if we don't search for it.
0: What was that? I couldn't hear you got cut off a bit. So perfection doesn't exist, but... Neither us if we don't search for it yes absolutely <laughs> it's true yeah
1: so you have to have an aim you know you have to yeah. have
0: for sure for sure
1: something to look forward
0: to to look towards to to yes. aim to like we were saying earlier you've got a you know you, you're striving for more exactly always always there's always you know, I, I used to have saying about great teachers, uh, one of the teachers in my school who was the the head of the the piano department, um, whenever there was a recital or something that I used to play at, you know, we'd, we'd all go to her for feedback, even if she wasn't our teacher, she was just the head of the department. And, you know, it'd be like, so how was it? And she'd say, well, it was, you know, this, this, that and the other, yeah. but yeah. there's always room for more, you know, there's always room for more improvement. And it's true. There is always room for more improvement, whether or not we will ever attain that perfection. I guess probably more likely not. But, you know, it's good to have that standard and that bar.
1: At least, you know, you tried, even if it doesn't come out right. At least, at least you're pleased with yourself that, you know, okay, I tried. I tried my best. It is what it is.
0: Exactly. It's finding that, isn't it? It's finding that balance between. Not want, not kind of like running yourself into the ground, thinking it's not perfect, but also having something more to strive towards, finding that that good balance.
1: Yes, exactly, and you know, be 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 pleased with yourself on an emotional level. You know, don't let yourself down. That's it. Yeah. that's important because you know, it's all you let other people's down. You know, they probably get over it, but if you let yourself down, it's harder to get over it because then you're, you're disappointed in, in, in your, yourself and your capabilities. So you know, it's important that you do not let yourself down.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I really hope you've enjoyed this chat. I know I have, as I made it quite clear throughout the whole interview. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Gabriella's. As always, keep your eyes peeled on our socials for more exciting stuff coming soon. Thank you very much for listening.